Hi, you've just downloaded or otherwise accessed a podcast of Cross Point Church and the teaching ministry presented through our weekly Sunday morning worship. Feel free to burn a copy of this file when you're finished and pass it along to a friend you think might also benefit from the teaching. We hope you enjoy the message today, and thanks again for taking the time to visit. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. I wish they had better microphones back in 1941. Um, I understand that a little better. Everybody's afraid of something, right? Um, the Pew Research Center did a survey several years ago on fears. What do you think the top two answers were? Any guesses? Being alone? Being alone was high. Public speaking, number one. Number one. And it's been that way for several decades, actually. You know what number two is? Snakes. <laughs> Snakes was number two. Um, we, you and I weren't designed for fear. Fear, it's in our hearts, as we looked at a couple of weeks ago, is a result of the enemy, our enemy, the devil, who wants to... Cause us to live in a state of being defeated, as I said, shelved and silent oftentimes, uh, because he knows he can't steal our salvation. He just wants to steal our witness, wants to steal our effectiveness, wants us on the shelf, uh, being silent and, and, and afraid of what may be said about us, what, what people may say if we share our, our story, our testimony, or the gospel. And that fear for many last years and decades even. Uh, perhaps they've been made fun of at some point for their faith. Someone said something about you or, or, or about your family, about, about your faith, and you just decide, I'm going to keep that to myself going forward. And, and that fear is, has remained. You and I weren't designed to live in fear, as I said, and we're going to learn today to say no. If you, if you will turn to Second Chronicles chapter 20, we're going to look together at verses 15 to 17 of Second Chronicles 20. This is a story of the children of Israel. Jehoshaphat is the king. And they're about to go against an enemy here uh, in, in, into battle. Verse 15 picks up to say, he said, this is God speaking, listen, King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem. This is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, march down against them. They will be climbing up the pass of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the gorge in the desert of Jeruel. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your positions, stand firm, and see the deliverance the Lord will give you over Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out and face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. Face them tomorrow and the Lord will be with you. The first thing I want us to see from this text today is saying no to fear, first of all, comes from the top. It comes from the top. Look at verse, uh, verse, phrase, verse 15 again. He says, listen, King Jehoshaphat, all who live in Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. This is what the Lord says to you. You shouldn't engage the things that you're afraid of because your pastor says to, because a friend says to, your wife says to, a person you trust says to, a friend, a boss. You should engage the things you're afraid of because we, we've been admonished to by our, the Lord Jesus himself. It, it's, you can't go any higher than him. Some other friends or family may give us good advice from time to time and, and uh, good counsel. 
But we are, we are told and admonished to, to, not to walk in fear because uh, the king says not to. Um, we should engage fears because he tells us to do that. So if this command comes from him, and that's where we should be able to place our faith. Listen to Matthew chapter 8, verses 25 and 26 says, And the disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. He replied, You have little faith. Why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. Here Jesus is connecting the dots for them and for us between faith and fear. Faith is, is designed to replace fear. It, uh, the answer then is to defeating our fears is to replace them with, with the faith God gives us. His ability to take control of both the storm in their case, our storm in our case, both the storm and us as well at the same time. So saying no to fear is not found in greater strength. It's not found in, in more effort. Nor is it found in, in brandishing a weapon, wearing a mask, uh, putting an alarm system in, putting a fence around your place, hiring, hiring a guard to protect you. It's found in putting our faith in the one who fashioned us from our mother's womb, convicted us of our sin, saved us by his shed blood, and given us, uh, us a testimony to share, and is preparing for a place for us to be with him. It is him who should drive our faith. He, he's the one who says, don't be afraid. Consequently, our faith should be in him. So it comes from the top. Secondly, saying no to fear is not a human calculation. It's not a human calculation. Look at the second phrase of verse 15. Do not be afraid because of this vast army. This is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid because of this vast army. The battle is not yours. It's God's. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army. Here, the Israelites are greatly outnumbered and seemingly have no hope of a victorious outcome. Uh, why is that the case? Because they're looking at the size and strength of their opponent rather than the size and strength of their God. <clears throat> their eyes are in the wrong place. <clears throat> and he says it's about focus there. That's why Jehovah tells them not to be afraid or discouraged <clears throat> because he sees what they're focused on. Faith will never win if our eyes, friends, are on our circumstances and, and on our fears rather than on our Savior. It's, it, it, it will never win out over, over fear. He's not concerned with what the earthly numbers are. He's not concerned with what the odds are because the odds were way against them by several thousand, in fact. He's not concerned with the, with the odds of the, or, the, or the earthly numbers. He says, I'm up to eternal things in the midst of an, an earthly problem. Regardless of the odds, I, I will accomplish what I said I would accomplish because I've got this. Listen to Isaiah 46, verses 3 and 4. It says, listen to me, O house of Jacob, all you who remain in the house of Israel, you whom I have upheld since you were conceived and have carried since your birth, even to your old age and gray hairs, I am he. I am he who will sustain you. I have made you and I will carry you. I will sustain you and I will rescue you. He's saying in that passage, I've got you. You can go nowhere that, I, that I'm not there already. I've got you. So he saw, he saw what they were focused on, uh, didn't give a lot of credence to, to, to the margin of error there, of how, how greatly they're outnumbered. Uh, he says, I'm big enough for all this. So it really boils down to this at the end of the day, at the end of every day. Your Lord is enough or he's not. It's really that simple. 
enticing fear. He's either enough or he isn't. If he's enough, then there's no room for fear. If he's not enough, then there's there's not enough room for him. He's either enough or he's not. It doesn't matter what the odds are, what the numbers say, what the circumstances are, how, how, how deep they, they have you gripped. He says, I, I'm not concerned with the, with the human calculation because uh, I'm up to eternal things in the midst of human problems. Second, uh, first, it, it, saying no to fear comes from the top. Secondly, it's not a human calculation. Thirdly, saying no to fear requires yielding our authority. Look at the next phrase, verse 15. 15 is a rich verse. Next phrase says, for the battle is not yours, but God's. For the battle is not yours, but God's. We talked last week about saying no to Satan <clears throat> and about how his strategy, for the most part, against us is isolation. If he can get us alone and think there's nobody else there but us, nobody going through this problem but us, we're, we're out here on, on an island by ourselves. He's got us isolated in exactly where he wants us. But God is saying here, that not only are we not alone, we are protected because the battle is not ours, but his. Not ours, but his. That puts God at the tip of the spear in fighting your battles for you. Puts him at, at, at the forefront. Um, it's, we have to recognize and yield to his authority for, those, for that to happen. We can't develop our own strategy, and by our own strategy, I mean probably most of our strategy most of the time is avoidance. We just avoid the things we're afraid of rather than facing them. We'll talk about that in a minute. But our strategy and that strategy of, of avoidance is something that's never going to work. And he's, he wants us to see his authority and not our strategy in facing our fear. And work that, uh, that, that's our mindset oftentimes is, is to work God in where we've got some, some gaps, some chinks in the armor. He says, you don't work me in. I'm the, I'm the solution. I'm not part of the solution. I'm not a piece of the puzzle. I, I'm the solution to your fear. Your faith in me is a solution to whatever you're afraid of. Uh, you've heard it said that he's either Lord of all or he's not Lord at all. And that's exactly what he's saying here. The battle is mine. I don't need your help. I don't need you at all. Now, he, he, he engages them, but, the, but he says here clearly that the battle is his. In fact, they, they go out. He gives them a glimpse here into in in what's about, about to come up. They, they go out to, to basically to witness him win for them. They don't have to lift a sword. They don't have to throw a spear. They don't have to do anything. He takes care of the enemy and, and allows him to observe that. In fact, it's, it's awfully rare. Verse 16 here is God pulling back the curtain for the nation of Israel to, 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 to tell them and show them what he's about to do. Extremely rare in the scripture for, for God to do that and extremely rare in my experience, probably in yours, for him to give you a, a heads up as what what's around the next corner, what's about to come, uh, what, what you're facing, and why that fear is, is, uh, shouldn't be warranted and, and worried about by you. Because of their, of their weakness and how afraid they were, he gives them a glimpse into what's about to happen and says, here's where they're, they're going to come through right here. They're going to come through this pass, and I'm going to annihilate them right here. I'm going I'm to defeat your enemy right And you don't have to lift a sword. You don't have to throw a spear. You don't have to do anything. Just watch. I'm going to defeat your enemy for you right here. And he gives him a glimpse into what he's about to do in verse 16. Pulls back the curtain for him a little bit. Um, and indeed they were greatly outnumbered. But he's, he says all of that will happen without you even having to engage the enemy. Now you will have to engage your fear. But you don't have to engage the enemy. Well, saying no to fear comes from the top. It's not a human cal- calculation and requires yielding our authority. 
Finally, saying no to fear requires us, and here's the harder part, requires us to face it. Requires us to face our fears. Verse 17 says, Go out and face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. Go out and face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. I could be wrong about this, but I, I believe this is one of the few times in Scripture where this is a conditional command. I believe if, if they didn't have the faith to go out and face them tomorrow, they would have defeated the Israelites. Uh, I believe God would have removed his hand of protection from them. He was waiting to see if they would address their fears and move out in faith. Um, and he promised to be with them if they did. God knew that for them and he knows for us that the absolute, absolute importance of facing people, facing situations, facing situ circumstances that we're afraid of. He didn't need them to go out and, and, and face their enemy uh, for them to see that he was going to win the battle. But he wants them to see their enemy defeated at his hand. And that's exactly what's, what the lesson was about to say. If you'll, if you'll be have courageous uh, enough courage to, to face your enemy, face what's about to come, what I'm going to reveal to you is my, my size and strength and scope, not yours. Now, I'm not going to strengthen your ability as warriors. I want to show you the strength I have as your God. Huge difference in those things because those things will give us strength. They'll give us encouragement. But our encouragement and strength is in who he is and his sufficiency and not our own. The more we're willing to face those fears and experience those victories, the more our confidence grows in his ability to intervene on our behalf. His ability on our behalf. And those victories aren't tied to what we have or who we are, whose we are, who's on our team, who's on our side. They're tied to the one who's walking ahead of us to win the battle for us before we even face it. Uh, we're, we're, uh, to face every fear we have. Because as I've said before several times, safety is not the absence of danger. Safety is the presence of God. So I said where he is is a safe place for you and, and for me regardless of the circumstances, regardless of how dangerous it may be. A couple of observations here as we wrap. The first is this. We can either be a person of fear or a person of faith, but not both. A person of fear or a person of faith, but not both. We may think that we can be a person of faith that lives with a certain amount of fear from time to time, but we're fooling ourselves if we, if we believe that. So is any of this easy? Well, <laughs> saying no to temptation, to intimidation, saying no to revenge, saying no to legalism, saying, saying no to idleness, saying no to Satan, saying no to fear, it's not easy. It, it is absolutely not easy. But saying yes to those things isn't so easy either because we know they're wrong. We know they're not for our good, for our, for our best. Uh, so it is, yes, it, it, it's not an easy process, but one he's called us to, I believe. So these things really boil down to the choices we make every day and often choosing to do the right the next right thing requires us to learn to say no to the wrong thing. It's harder to see sometimes, but if we see the right thing, it's the, the wrong thing is, is more, more easily exposed and consequently easier to say no to. Which brings me, brings me to my last uh, observation. Last observation is this. Stringing several right choices together can become a lifestyle. You say, how, how do I move from fear to faith? I, I move from fear to faith one circumstance, one situation, one decision, one day at a time. 
when I can start to string together those decisions and those, those circumstances uh, facing them without fear a day at a time, a day turns into a week, a week turns into three, three turns into a month. And over time I look back and I, I see the thing that I used to be afraid of being far less intimidating than it used to be. Over time I look back and, and think that relationship that I've been avoiding with him or her for, for maybe years or decades, God has already healed that. And it's just a matter of my facing a relationship with them and engaging them to see that, that I've been afraid these years for nothing. Uh, if we can start to string together some of those right decisions, they'll start to stop being anomalies and start to be regular parts of our, of our lifestyle to where we, we anticipate God going ahead of us to take care of what we were uh, beforehand afraid of. Uh, I don't know what, what it is for you, how, how you would define fear or what that looks like for you, whether it's a person, whether it's persons, whether it's members of, of family, whether it's somebody at work, whether it's circumstances you can't control, health issues. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is to you, but it, 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 there, there's, are, there are things if we allow the, the enemy enough time and space, he will step in to defeat us with fear and will keep us afraid <clears throat> for the rest of our life and the rest of our walk. You and I weren't designed for fear. We were not designed to live in fear. If you're in fear today, stop accepting it. Push back against the enemy and say, no mas. Not here, not today, not with me. And as I say, when a day turns into two and four and six and a week and a month and six months and a year, it's a lifestyle then as opposed to a, a stand alongside. So um, start today. I don't care what it is you're afraid of. Start today by, by placing that at the feet of Jesus and saying, God, I need your help with this. I, I, I'm trying to deal with this on my own in, 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 in all the human capacity that I have. And the enemy still equipping me with, with it because I'm still harboring fear in my heart, anxiety in my heart, uh, uncertainty in my heart. Let me cast that before you today. And you, you help me today. And you help me tomorrow. And you help me the day after that. And... Uh, he will do that. I promise you he will do it. We're going to have to yield though, our own ideas and not look for him to fill in the gaps of our own strategic plan. But lay it all down to him to say, I can't handle this at all. In fact, I'd rather stand up here at the pass and let you see my enemy come, these, these things that I'm afraid of come, and watch you annihilate them on my behalf. My faith in you increases when I do that, not in myself but in you. And as that, as that becomes the norm instead of an outlier, uh, my life starts to change. My influence starts to grow. People start to ask me, you're living with a level of confidence that I've not seen in a while. What's happened to you? Why, why, why are you different? And, and it's all because we had the courage to face fears one day, one situation, one circumstance, one fear at a time. And he's there to put him to death. We've got to be willing to lay him at his feet. Let's pray. Father, as we've looked over this, these last several weeks, uh, several things that you tell us in your word, that it's wise and good and right to say no to. Bring these things up in our, in our mind, in our hearts, temptation, legalism, intimidation, revenge. Bring these things, bring these things back before us, but especially fear. Fear keeps us from all the rest, oftentimes because it keeps us on the shelf, keeps us idle keeps us fearful, keeps us cautious. We make decisions based on what's logical and what's wise instead of what you want. Give us the courage to step into places that are 
otherwise uncomfortable because we know that you, you are already there ahead of us, waging war for us, doing battle for us. You told Jehoshaphat, the battle is mine. I'm going to fight this for you. There's nothing to be afraid of. Would you give us the courage tomorrow to live like the battle is yours? Would you give us the courage to step into relationships at work with other folks that maybe have been intimidating us for years? And would you give us the courage to help them see you from the power of our story? And as we tell our story and folks around us can see, God has changed them. I wonder if he can change me. The answer is yes, he can. We got to engage to see that happen. And we can't engage staying gripped in fear. We can't engage staying on the sideline, afraid to move, afraid of what could happen, afraid of what someone might say. Help us to step into those fears today with courage that you're there ahead of us, fighting the battle for us. Not to make the circumstances better, to win. To win every time in every situation for us. We love you. And we want our love to be reflected out of our lives into you, into others. Got to get off the shelf to do that. Stir us up today. Stir us up in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for listening to today's message from Cross Point Church, helping people navigate the journey toward an authentic, biblical, and contagious walk with Christ.